Here we go. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And Rich, I'd like to welcome you. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. And uh, since you uh, since you left them out, I guess I'll welcome to the folks that are watching us over on the YouTube. I don't leave them out. I let you <laughs> welcome them. Because when I was welcoming everybody there for a while, you kept saying, okay. well, I guess I, I just say hi to you. So I'm okay. giving you okay. that... All right. Fair enough, Mike. Fair enough. So how was your week, Mike? It's been good. A little busy, but we're, I mean, the holiday week last week meant this week was a little busy and a little crazy, but mm-hmm. um, getting back into the swing of things and uh, should be good. Next week will be nice, and then we get back into the swing of holiday stuff, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, I, think, uh... I think Danielle is putting up the Christmas tree right now, so... There's that. I mean, you, there, there's a Christmas tree that wasn't put up at your house? Yeah. Already? Yeah, we have two that don't get put up until, well, my goal was, my my thought was, when we had family Thanksgiving here, we were going to put them up. Mm-hmm. Danielle okay. loves Christmas trees, but doesn't always love putting up Christmas trees. So is that why... Once the Christmas tree goes up, she would just prefer just to leave it up year-round so she doesn't have to set it up? Yeah, that's probably true. Okay. And that, and that's fair. Um, we we have a tree that's that we kind of use as a Christmas tree, but we keep it up as like a decorative direct, yeah. uh, kind of like a decorative part of our living room, but it's not a like a traditional Christmas tree. So that ours is technically up year-round as well. By the way, we it's do just have not decorated up. I did have the trees up. They're just being decorated. Okay. Yeah. So do you have all your yard work done? Uh the leaves are clean. The leaves were cleaned before we came down for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um I need to get up and today I'm getting the plow on the on the well, first I'm probably gonna do Christmas hang some Christmas lights. Okay. Get those finished. Then I'm going to move to the, uh, get the plow on the, on the lawnmower and get the, uh, snowboard ready to go. Yeah. And take the mower deck off. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm finishing up my yard work today. I've got a, I just kept the inside the fence line. Um, just need to take the my leaf blower slash vacuum and uh, get all those leaves mulched up and put into the yard waste bin, and then those pretty much all be done, I think, for the year outside. So it'll Except be nice to get that wrapped up. And whatnot. Huh? Except for the shoveling and whatnot. Yeah, except for the shoveling. I don't count that as yard work because I'm clearing off like a driveway. That's true. That's true. All right, Mike. So, uh, let, let, before we get into our poll question, what, what are we kind of what sort of things are we going to be talking about this week? So, uh, well, you mentioned the poll question, so I won't mention that. Um, we have some MLB talk. There's actually a lot of stuff. Some free agent signings, some other information that, about the lockout and stuff like that. Kind of some stuff going on there. And then um, we have some quick hits. Rich, what else are we talking about? You mentioned the poll question. What else do you have? To, what other topics you got? 
of the NFL. we got to kind of recap how our picks did in Week 12 and give you our predictions for Week 13. And we get to go to a, we get to take a quick lap around the uh, around the practice track in the NASCAR corner. Ooh, that's fun! As there's a little bit of news, a little tidbit came out um, about a racing team. Yeah, the sale. So all that and more after Mike. What are we gonna do? We're gonna roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, so, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we start every week with a poll question. This week, it is chili versus brisket. By the way, your wife made fun of us. For the way we spelled chili, because we spelled it because it's coo- like it's cool outside, not like the food. Uh, I want to point out that I only copied your uh, yeah your email. I did not. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and we it wasn't just her. We we had a comment on the poll that got shared over to my page. It was uh, my father-in-law, Ron Lehman's. Saying, are are we talking about the 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 temperature or the food? Yeah, I know. So that's what prompted my wife's comment. So that, so I'll take full responsibility for that. You were just copying and pasting, and because chili is technically not a spelling error, it did not try and correct you. Yep. So that's on me. Yep. Um. So where did the people vote, and then we'll kind of give where we voted, Mike. Uh, nine to two. Nine it's to a, two. Okay. It's actually nine to one to one. Oh, okay. But nine to two. Uh, okay. In favor of brisket. Our two votes for chili are Solomon for the temperature chili and your wife <laughs> for the food chili. Okay. Yeah, I, I went with brisket. Yeah, to me that just sounds like a like an actual tailgating type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like chili. I love me some chili. Yeah. I will eat the crap out of some chili. Oh, yeah. Love chili. But I actually like brisket way more. Uh, brisket. Yeah. You know you know what the best is? When you make chili from your leftover brisket. Yeah. I was. You, you took the words right out of my mouth, Mike. I do that once in a while. I make a, I, I get, I make a brisket a couple times a year. And uh, no matter how big the party is, we mm-hmm. always seem to have some leftovers. Is that purposeful leftovers where you're you're keeping back some of some I some put of the it, meat? I put it all out there. Um, it's p- meaning it's purposeful in that I don't uh, invite everybody. I don't v- invite tons of people to the party, so there's always mm. leftovers. Okay. And one of the best things, or you're not do, aver- or you're not overly overly advertising. Hey, there's still some more food out there if you oh, want yeah. it. If you're still hungry. <laughs> So <laughs> nothing um, wrong with that. You got to you got to save food for leftovers when uh, for that type of cut of meat with all the work that I you mean, put into a, it as well. It's it, brisket is not a cheap cut of meat to no. buy anymore. People have figured out that uh, even though it used to it's like if you don't cook it right, it is a very low on the desirability scale for foods that you would want to eat. It's a tough pe- cut of meat. Um there's not a lot of good flavor in it unless you cook it correctly. 
Mm-hmm. And so, or you pickle it by uh, putting it in a brine and making corned beef, which is just a pickled beef that you then cook, which is delicious. Don't get me wrong. I would. Oh, yeah. I love me some corned beef. But, All right. Okay. So, bris- so brisket moves on. Yep. Um, we'll determine its opponent at a later date. We got to get through the initial, the initial round. So this one, uh, our next, uh, matchup is going to be burgers versus the party sub sandwich. Yep. So, uh, that's going to be, that's already scheduled. It's published and it's going to go live at high noon. Did you figure Um, out how to get pictures on there? I'm going to try and do the pictures. It didn't let me add the pictures when I published the poll through my phone. So, more than likely, we'll end the show after 12 o'clock. So having uh, Facebook up on the Mac here, I'm going to see if it'll let me add pictures. Okay. That'll be good. Um, so, do you want to go into the NFL right away, or do you want to touch some of these other things that we have to talk about? Um, we probably we have some, we have a couple of things on here that, um, the, uh, that we haven't put on here. Um, but I, I think we can do a I think we can do a quick NFL um, so we can save the bulk of the show for kind of like the quick hits um, that we have um, before I guess while since we're going into the NFL Mike um, last week's show kind of cut off on us abruptly yep um, to where it kind of cut us off when we were in the middle of a discussion on coaches on the hot seat I think it cut us off somewhere in between talking about how Pete Carroll Oh yeah, uh, and the Seahawks might be looking, could be looking for a new coach. Whether that's to because Pete Carroll steps down due to age and not wanting to be a part of a rebuild, yeah, or or maybe to keep Russell Wilson in the fold, they tell him that all right, we'll get you a new coach. Yeah, we'll get. What if we hire a new coach? Will that keep you? Will that will that will that keep you uh, satisfied and want to stay in Seattle? Yeah. I don't think that's even going to save Russ staying there, but yes, I agree. Uh, I think that that Pete is, I don't know if it's necessarily a hot seat, like we said last week, um, but a seat that will be vacant either way. I don't know that, that we see Pete Carroll coming back. Uh, I did like when people said maybe go back to USC, except uh, the problem with the concept of that is he screwed USC over so bad. Yeah, when he, he moved up to Seattle, so I don't think any, I don't think they would have taken him even if he wanted the job back. So then it's no longer open, but more on that later. Yeah. All yeah. right, Mike. So um, why don't you uh, while we, who who won the pick'em this week? I know I didn't, but but who did? Um, let me get that because I. So. Uh... While you're while you're opening that up, Mike, let let me give the rundown of what happened in Week Twelve amongst our picks. Yep. Uh, locks of the week. Um, I predicted that the Chargers would beat the Broncos. It wasn't a confident pick, and I was wasn't off um, as the Chargers lost twenty eight to thirteen. Mike, your lock of the week came through just barely. Some Tom Brady magic at the end of the game. And some good defense got the Buccaneers a win over the Colts, thirty-eight to thirty-one. 
improving your mark to ten and two for locks. My locks are now nine and three. That means over on the upset, the your upset special of the Colts over the Buccaneers did not come through, as we already discussed. The Buccaneers, my lock of the week, beat your upset of the week yeah. of the Colts. And great game though, great game in mine. Um, man, what didn't even look like a real competition. The mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins took it to the Carolina Panthers. Rich, your upset specials, you're in the uh, losing category as you are at 4-6. And, and I am at a push category at 6-6. Six and six. Over on the... Uh, on Thursday, the Thursday night, night football. football, we had the Cowboys and the Saints both returning from from uh, to Thursday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys win in that game as well. We both picked the yes. Cowboys. The Cowboys did win. Um, and uh, that moves us to – I don't remember where we're at on that. I've got you. Uh, we're at 12 and – we're both at 12 and 3, and it was a 27 to 17 – Cowboys win. Um, I don't think kinda, I, I didn't. I, I didn't watch the game. I was yeah. trying to see what Taysom Hill did for fantasy purposes to see. All right, is he worth an ad? And the stat line just did not make sense to me. Two hundred and sixty-four passing yards, two touchdowns, a hundred rushing yards, but he had four interceptions. But somehow, at least by the way the picks work, the the way our commissioner Nick Baker has figures configure stat scoring, he still scored 17 points. Weird. By the way, Rich, um, I I don't I know I don't think I misspoke, but our uh, our upset specials, our records on those are not updated. No. Okay, I, I've got the prediction. And neither are um, our. Yeah, our I guess our other ones are. The 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 locks are but the upsets are not so i don't know where we're sitting at that i think i'm above 500 and you're right nine. at 500 uh no i'm i would now be four and nine. Oh, and your upsets one two three four five six and one two three four five six nope you're still 500 six and six yours are yours is correct mine was not updated i'm missing a game then, on the show outline I'm missing a couple. You you didn't put the Thursday. Oh no, that would be upsets. Okay, yeah, that's right. Never mind. You're right. Okay. Um. So, any big recaps from this week, including Thursday night, other than the Taysom Hill not making sense on how on scoring on scoring on stat scoring four intercepts. I think you should get penalized a little bit more for throwing four interceptions, especially one of them being a pick six. Yeah. I think a pick but, six should be minus six points against your quarterback. I don't know if it would be negative where you take away one of the touchdowns, but at least at least half of the value of a touchdown. But I think you I'm do. not the commissioner, but at the same time, I'm not the commissioner. And yeah, nor, nor uh, well, there's a part of me that wants to be to, to adjust some of the things in the league. Overall, overall, Nick does a nice job. He does I a great job. And, too much. and I think that, I mean, it's a great league. We have a lot of fun. We should probably discuss stuff more in the league, but, you know. Um, All right. So how, how did the pick them do? How, how did the three of us, you, me, and uh, JR do? Well, 
this week, Rich, you took third place. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I need to pick it back up. I've been not. I have you, not been doing very well. You only made five picks correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jr. made eight picks correct, and I made nine picks correct. Yeah, you're really running away with it this year, Mike. I am chugging along here pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I got the our overall scores are twelve. To 112 to 103 to 94. JR is catching you quickly, Rich. Yeah. So you uh, you got some work to do if you want to uh, stay even in second place at this point. I know. And ho- hopefully hopefully things turn around this week and I can get back into having uh, being at least closer to that eight, nine picks right this week. So uh, that leads into our picks for week 13 amongst between the two of us, locks, upsets, and uh, Thursday night football. And Bears uh, football. And the Bears, yes. Uh, so we'll start with the Bears, Mike. They're, uh, the Cardinals are coming into Soldier Field. Uh, Kyler Murray, is, I think, is active, but they're kind of gonna, they may be monitoring his workload. Um, Andy I don't Dalton think... is going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think any of that matters. I think the team, the the coaching, the the quality of coach between the head coach versus the versus head coaches is so overwhelming for the Cardinals. Matt Nagy needs a new job. Um, I hear that McDonald's is hiring, mm. paying fifteen dollars an hour. There you go. Oh, oh, so you're not even going to give him a corporate job at McDonald's. No, He's going to have to go to an individual franchise. $15 an hour is what looks good to, <laughs> to me. Okay, yeah. I, I don't see the Bears pulling this one off either. I mean, I think even if it were snowing or bitterly cold on, out on the lakefront, the Cardinals still find a way to win that game. Yeah, I still th- yeah the Cardinals are going to win that game. It doesn't. I don't think there's much that matters on that. Um when we get to the power rankings, a little tear might fall down my eye as I uh, tell you where the Bears are. It's not okay. good, folks. Um, up, uh, so, Rich, my lock of the week, I am taking what I think is one of the lockiest locks uh, almost of the year. Almost mm-hmm. of the year. I'm going to pick the Rams over the Jaguars. There you go. Enough said. That's a great pick, Mike. If you had passed on it, I was going to take it. Yep. Yep. So it was going to get picked by one of us. Yep. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers over the Falcons. Rich, if you would have had first pick and you would have picked the Rams over the Jags, guess what my f- second pick would have been? The Buccaneers? Over the Falcons. <laughs> Those were the two All games right. that I was I was deciding between, and, and I just picked the one I picked. So um, upset of the week. Rich, this week, um, Yahoo's. We go off of the Yahoo pick distribution. That is how we determine what an upset is. Uh, As much as I don't feel this is an actual upset, I'm going to take my points and I'm going to go on to next week because I'm picking the Ravens over the Steelers. Easily should have been considered uh, a – the Ravens should be the favored team in this. Um, But, uh, Rich, who you got? I'm going to take the 49ers over the Seahawks. Okay, I like that pick as well. Again, one of those that I think uh, the 49ers are the better team. Um, So, yeah, 
Thursday night football, we have the Steelers versus the Vikings. I mean, Vikings, sorry, uh, all those Northerners that listen to us up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, who you got? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. You know what? I uh, I 100% agree, um, just so long as it doesn't come to a last-minute field goal. Okay. And, and that's fair with their history of field goal kickers this so. year and in years past. So, yeah. Okay, Rich, we haven't done it in a while. I have fixed all of the things. It looks good on what I'm seeing. Everything looks good. great. We are awesome. ready to go with our power rankings. Are you ready for this, Rich? Yes. So we can actually give what the power rankings and the ELO yes. and how they compare to our eye test. Yes. I have all of them. Good. On. Awesome. Great job, Mikey. Even if you <laughs> – great job. Okay. All right, Mike. Number one by the power rankings and the ELO. Um, I'm still sorting the sheet, so I'm on. Okay. Okay. On the power rankings, the power rankings have the Green Bay Packers, as well as the ELO having the Green Bay Packers ranked at number one overall. I, I'm agreeing with them. I think the Packers... They're playing like the better team. Um, you, you're disagreeing. No. So who did you put at number one? My number one is the Arizona Cardinals. Still got to prove to me that they are not the best team in the in the league. Uh, I think they are. Um, Green Bay is going to have a bye week uh, this week, and Arizona is going to move themselves to be the first 10-win team this year. Put it on the books. Okay. And I can give you that. More than likely, if Arizona, when Arizona wins their game this week, um, who are they playing this week? I am bringing it up. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, is, I'll, yeah, yeah Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, they're playing. We've the been talking about it. They're winning against the Bears. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll probably switch them back up to number one after this week. Um, swap those two. I mean, um, you got to feel. I did. Little- I did. I don't have than... the Cardinals down very far, though, Mike, as okay. I do have them at number two. Which is where the power rankings has them. And the ELO has number two as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, who'd you put at number two? I put the uh, Green Bay Packers. Okay. Uh, the Buccaneers is where I is who I penciled in at number three. See, I did not. I put another team... I, I put a team that... Uh, has some history with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. And by history, I mean their quarterback. Because I uh-huh. picked the New England Patriots. They are a team on fire right now. They sure are. I hate them. I hate them about as much as I hate some of the other teams that you always accuse me of hating. Um, I genuinely hate the, the, the New England Patriots. But, man, at 8-4 and four right now, I don't know that I think uh, I I don't know that they aren't the team to beat in the AFC right now. Okay, they're going against one of the other teams to look out for in the AFC uh, this week. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But they are going up against the Buffalo Bills. Um, man, gonna be interesting. Number three, we just did, didn't we? We did. So we're down to number four, and well, I, I put the Baltimore. I did not Ravens. give you what the ELO had. For number oh, three. okay. Sorry. 
Uh, number three, the ELO has the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. So, okay. But number four, you put? The Baltimore Ravens. As the, the AFC's number one overall seed if the playoffs started today. As did I. That's who I put. But the ELO uh, has... Man, the yellow has the New England Patriots. Okay. The power rankings, however, have the Kansas City Chiefs at number four. Hmm. Okay. That strength of schedule that they have is is giving them some some pretty good pretty good numbers there. All right, Mike, we're up to number five. Who'd you put? My number five. That's where I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So we're all in the same neighborhood, I think, because this is where I put the Patriots. Okay. You know, and again, I'm not, uh, none of these are, I don't think, I think these top five, I think, I think that's where the order really could, we could argue on the order. Because I, I mean, I agree, we agree with who's in the top five, but Mm -hmm. I don't know the, my number five, like I said, Tampa Bay, they've been They've been ha- they they've been on some rough times recently, so okay. I I'm going based off how they're doing recently. What have you done for me lately? The ELO goes off of your history. That's why they ha- tend to have people higher than that. The power rankings takes the ELO, takes you and my eye test, and takes the strength of the games that people have played, and put that all into consideration against about who they're who how you're doing so that's kind of where things get that's why i like using the power rankings that that i use the math that i use there um and so i disagree with the power rankings on it but the power rankings have the baltimore ravens at number five so okay rich number six they have the buffalo bills by the way, that's okay. where I put them, and that's also where the ELO puts them. I don't have the Bills that high. Okay. Maybe I have them too low, um, but I put the Kansas City Chiefs at number six. Wow. That's a that's that's again, this is gonna that's gonna be our biggest gap, I believe. Um, okay. we'll see when we when you get there, but that is where I believe our biggest gap is gonna be. Number seven. Who do you got, Rich? Uh, this is where you put the Titans at. I 100% agree. Um, that is where the Titans belong. However, the power rankings would argue number seven belongs to the New England Patriots. Um, and the ELO would say it belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. So Okay. Um, number eight, the ELO has the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. Okay. The power Who did you put? The power rankings have the Tennessee Titans at number eight. Okay. And I, Rich, have the Dallas Cowboys at number eight. All right. Um, I put the Rams at number eight. Ooh, you did. Yeah. Um, again, I d- don't think that's that far off. Uh, not where I put them, but we'll get there. We, we'll get there in a minute. Um, number nine, I put the Cincinnati Bengals. 
I went with the Dells, uh, the Buffalo Bills at number nine. Okay. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys is where the power rankings have number nine. And the okay. ELO has the San Francisco 49ers, which I think that's very high. Rich, yeah. number 10, the ELO, to round out the ten, top 10 for the ELO, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Where, who'd you put it in 10? Um, I put the Kansas City Chiefs. Four whole points away from where you have them. Mm. Four whole okay. points. Who do you have um, at number 10, Rich? The Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Um, and... Teams that I have outside of my top 10 that the ELO, the power rankings, and you, I think, have in the top 10. Um, I have the Bengals at number 11. By the, the way, number 11, number 11 is where I have the Rams, actually. Okay. Okay. Not that far off. And you said one of the one of the rankings, the calculated rankings, put the Niners into the top 10? You, no. No. The I, ELO, okay. has the, ELO has it in the top 10. Um, 11, they have the Colts, uh, the, the calculated. I'm just going to, I'll just read you the calculated. Mm-hmm. I, we won't worry about the ELO at this point. The calculated has... 11 for the Colts, 12 for the Bengals, 13 for the Niners, 14 for the Saints, 15 for the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers are a little high. I think the Saints are really high. Yeah. That surprised me too because I have the Bolts all the way down at 16, and I put the Saints at 19. I have the, the Bolts at 16. I have the Saints at 22. 22, wow. Yeah. Okay. So Rich, um let's not let's not do that yet. Oh man, I don't wanna I don't really wanna go to our bottom five because of where I have it starting and uh Do you, do you wanna go from the bottom and go up to Yeah, let's go to the bottom. At the bottom, the ELO, the Rich Eye test, the Mikey Eye test, and the power rankings all agree. I'm pretty sure you agree with this, Rich. Yeah, um, thirty-two is the worst team in the league. the The only team to not have a win so far, the Detroit Toilets, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Detroit agree. Lions. I think I wouldn't surprise me if we agree on number thirty-one as well. Um, you, me, and yeah, we all agree. It looks like we all agree at thirty-one. Then, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. 30. Do we go three for three? Are the Jets number 30 across all four? No. No. Okay. Houston Texans. Hmm. For me, okay. the power rankings and the ELO. 29. Who do you got, Rich? Uh, that's where I put the Texans. Okay. I don't mind that. That's actually where I put the Seattle Seahawks. I don't have the Seahawks down that low. And, They're getting there. <laughs> and everybody They're else getting there. Everybody else has them significantly higher than I do. But let me give you some information. First, what's their trajectory been so far? Everybody was like, oh, Russ is coming back. He's going to cook. He's, they're going to win, right? What'd they do? Nothing. They look like crap. 
Their schedule doesn't get much easier. I don't think they're going to... I. They don't look good there. I have them at 29. I will stand by okay. that. They have no, to prove I themselves. can't argue with you. I'm, I'm not that far off on, on Seattle. I don't think... Okay. There's a little bit of a gap, but they're they're not in they're not into my bottom five. But I think I think I'm giving them. I put them as high as I did, probably based on potential. Okay. And maybe those early season victories not not weighing as heavily as what they're doing right now. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, my uh, the the power rankings twenty nine is the Jets. Okay. And the ELO has the Jets as well. At 28. The Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, I actually put the Jets here at 28. Okay. I forgot. I did, um, But uh, the power rankings agree with you at 28. The ELO does not have the Bears in the bottom five. Hmm. Okay. The ELO has the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Um. So my place for the Bears, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. All right. How'd you come up with that? Well. Or I guess why why did you choose? I, I guess for me, I, I can understand. I okay. guess this is maybe where I'm being a little bit unfair. Yeah, because I'm I'm grading the Bears off of what they're doing now, but other teams like Seattle or maybe even um, Atlanta or New York, it's what you're doing what you did overall, what you've done overall. Yeah. And I, I don't blame you for that, but the bears for me, um, I did put them ahead of some teams that have more wins than them. IE the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, I just think those teams overall are more garbage than the bears. I think the bears are pretty garbagey, but those two teams, a little more garbagey, so that keeps them out of the. Uh, that gives that's two points. The Giants, you think the Bears are worse than the Giants? I think they are, and I think the okay. reason why I might rate the Bears, or, or I guess maybe grade them a little bit more harshly, is because that's the game I get to watch every week and if I, I choose to tune in. Yep, and I don't get the I don't get to watch. The Seahawks or the Falcons, yeah, no, or, or the Eagles. I get it. I'm, I get so it's it. easier for me to see. Man, they really are playing bad. I get it. Um, I mean, I, I can't couldn't imagine being somebody in a local market for the Detroit Lions right now, or, or Jacksonville, Jacksonville, or the or the Jets or the Giants having to watch. Or that's the game that you get, regardless of. But here's, regardless of how well they're playing or how bad they're playing, you get their game. Here's yeah. the thing, Rich. You have the Seattle Seahawks at 26. Yeah. How many wins do they have? Um, how, how many wins? Uh, they got three. Okay. How many wins? I'm do just they guessing have? here. Yes, they have three. How many wins do the Bears have? Do they have four? They have four. 
Okay. Um, Once again, I think that comes back to early season victories for Seattle and that potential that they should be playing better. Early season! (laughs) Early season! You tell me, Rich, if if you win your first four games in a row, let's say the Bears win their first four games and they haven't won a game since. Doesn't that make them look worse today than they did eight weeks ago? Yeah, I can see that as a as a valid argument. The Seahawks had early wins. They haven't done crap in this in this part of the season. So I would say that the Bears are better than the Seahawks. The Bears are better than the Jets and the Giants. They're better than the Eagles. I can take the argument. I will take the argument on the Redskins because the Redskins actually are better than what they their record shows, I think. And their record is better than the Bears. But so so I will I will grant that I might be a little high on my bias for the Bears by one one spot. That's where I will concede. But the rest of it, no, I'm I, I think I'm pretty dead on. Okay. So and maybe that argument with another win, with another loss by Seattle, and regardless of what the Bears do, could could flip and move the Seahawks down and maybe the Bears are out of the top, out of the bottom five. So Rich, I do have another question for you. I'm gonna sure. bring up a team that the only other team we haven't spoken of in our division, where do you have the Vikings at the moment? That is a good question. So I accidentally hit the X button on it. So I need to bring up my rankings. I believe that I put them at number 14. Uh, not that's not what I see. Oh, I, I was guessing. I have them at 18. 20. Yeah, you, I put them at 18. You did put Sorry. them at 18. Power rankings has them at 19. And the ELO agrees with you, Rich. So, you know, that 18, 19, again, we, we've had this discussion in, in weeks previously. I would say from 7 to about 24, all of those teams are kind of the same. I don't know if I would go as high as 7, but... I'm sorry. Yeah, I would maybe start that at, at like eleven. They're basically maybe even ten with the Cowboys. They're basically the same. To where you're trying, you're you're kind of splitting hairs, trying to trying to decipher. All right, they all have about the same record. They have they have about they have some good losses, but they have some bad they have some bad losses. Yeah, and they have some good signature wins, but they're all against the same caliber of team. Yep. That is so. It is hard. It is really hard to maybe probably rank starting going from like ten, probably down to like eighteen. Yeah, I, I, I can. I can go with that. I can go. Yeah, I can, ten to eighteen. I would it even starts say, to get a little bit easier. I would even say down going, to twenty. Even makes it getting all even all the way down to the to the Vikings. I would even say. Okay. Yeah, I, I can stop there. I can go there. Ten to ten to twenty. Yeah, there's. 
you could put them in any order, and you, I don't think you would be too wrong. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You on could that. probably go. You could probably go a little bit. You could probably make the case that probably teams like the like the Broncos, the Browns, and the Saints may not deserve to be in the up around sniffing up around the top ten, but they don't. But they also don't necessarily. You could easily make an argument that they don't need to be at the bottom the bottom of 10 to 20 either so no I, yeah I, I totally get that i'm totally with you on that as well um so with that being said anything else in the power rankings that i just closed out so if you have anything else you're gonna have to give us the uh, rundown on it no I, I don't think so okay so you, you made some great arguments for some teams that i have ranked higher than you do and uh so there could be some you could get see some changes in my rankings next week. Okay. Um so MLB news. Um let's we'll save start, the biggest Let's start with the free agency. Okay. Then we'll go to the Cleveland thing. Then we'll go to this story that I haven't even gotten to look at. And then we'll go to the the big top story. Does that sound good? Okay. That's fine. So MLB free agents so um the Cubs have made some moves. They uh, they picked up Wade Miley, a uh, left-handed pitcher who's uh, used to pitch in uh, like Baltimore, Baltimore, and he pitched for the Reds recently. So he he'll be a good innings eater, probably number three guy. Yep, maybe four. And they signed Marcus Stroman. Yeah, another good innings eater. Not a number one guy, but a good guy to have in your rotation. Yep. And I think that's it for them right now. They didn't know. Oh, they picked up. Uh, they picked up uh, Clint Frazier. Uh, they signed him as the Yankees decided to non-tender him. Probably a good. It's probably. probably I I kind of see the the Clint Frazier signing product being very comparable to the Jock Peterson signing last year. Yeah, a guy that has potential and could be a good a good platoon or maybe even an everyday left fielder left fielder center fielder and if he works out great if he doesn't you only got him for one year a good lottery ticket signing if anything yeah so um also big notable names uh max scherzer didn't he sign with the mets he did it's on the it's on it is on the link yeah you got to kind of scroll through on the dates but yes Um, kind of the bigger name signings, uh, going from newest to oldest with the lockout happenings, Chris Taylor, uh, utility men resigns with the Dodgers. They don't lose him. Um, do 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 Javi Baez going to Detroit. El Mago will not be returning to the North side. How do you feel about it, Mike? I don't like it. I don't, don't like, like it. it at all. I mean, good for him, but I, hmm. yeah, um, I'm, I'm still confused on what this ownership, what what this this management is going to be doing. I I think that that kind of puts a scary look for uh, Wilson Contreras. I can agree with that. Is, um, is, are they going to go after him? They, huh? Are they going to try to sign him again? I don't know. I think at this point, because the other signing that uh, that I forgot to mention when talking about the Cubs is they signed 
veteran catcher Jan Gomes. Could Wilson Contreras be out the door for a prospect package, either How many... a, either once the lockout is over or during the trade deadline? Other than Cousin Carl, is there anybody that we're going to keep from, from that 2016 team? Yeah, oh, you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. No, there, there, there's there. one guy. There's one guy other than Cousin Carl. Jason Hayward. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the guy I want. I'm so happy we're keeping. I mean, we're yeah. never getting out of that contract. We no. are stuck with that contract as a as a weight around our ankle until we f- sink to the bottom of the sea and drowned at this point. So speaking of Jason Hayward's contract, is how that contract has aged, is that maybe scaring off management or ownership signing off on a long-term deal on a guy that's like 28, 29 years old or 30 years old because <sighs> they don't, they've seen what happened with Jason Hayward. Yeah, there is, I, you know what? There is some accuracy to that statement. The problem with that is Jason Hayward, his history, did, it was good. But he didn't, he obviously didn't, I I don't think his history deserved that big of a contract. Now, I would say guys like Contreras deserve that big of a contract. Why are we? Well, maybe not back in 2015 when the contract was signed, did they deserve that type of financial commitment at that time? Right. But now, yes. He probably I, does deserve that type of financial commitment to keep him in to keep him in cubby pinstripes. Oh yeah, I mean, we're willing to spend money on a veteran. By the way, when we talk baseball, veteran is code word for old. By the way, what was Jason Hayward when we signed him? Was he in his thirties? At that point, low thirty. He had to have been, I think. Either way, yeah, I mean, he was a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the prime, or he was right in that the middle of his prime. So, in theory, the contract should have worked out. Yeah. However, as I'm sure we've probably brought up, even when he signed the contract, you all thought that, hey, he's going to continue to have the same success that he had in St. Louis when we signed him to that contract. And, oh, because he'll continue to have that contract, he'll exercise that opt-out. Yeah. When he signed that contract, his numbers went went down to where it didn't make sense for him to use the opt-out. Nope. So, um, yeah, the free agency has me scared for what's uh, going on in Chicago. Um Actually, Rich, we should change the the uh, big story to after the Cleveland story. So tell us about the agreement that uh, Cleveland came to with the roller derby team. Um, do you want to keep talking free agents, or do you want to come back, circle back around? Oh, okay, you have more free agents. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so you you so Javi. Did you really want to see him come back to Chicago, or is it a kind of good for him? But the management, it didn't seem like the Cubs made it, even tried to 
I think, to engage with him to see if he wanted to come back. I think Javi did what Javi needed to do. And I'm glad I'm happy for Javi. I wanted to I and again, I don't know that they didn't. But at least the if the Cubs were gonna make a make a run back for him, he they should have made some noise about it. Mm-hmm. By the way, um at this point, if they want to make runs at Rizzo, by the way, I've seen that as an option, or Bryant, if they're going to make runs at these guys, you have to make a lot of noise about it. You leak the contract that you, you're sending his way to say, hey, this is what we're going to cut. Because you have to let the 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 Bears are, or the Cubs are not playing the publicity game. They're just playing the game. The Cubs aren't letting people know this is the offer we made. They did not do a good job when it came to letting people know what they were offering. The the players said, "Look at this. Look at they were they were disrespectful. They never showed us what their what the numbers were." No, neither side did. Neither, neither side, neither side did. really did Which before is- they got traded because the nope. contract negotiations weren't going anywhere. Right. Which is fine, but if the Cubs are legitimately making decent, like decent offers to these guys, they need to make it known. Because us fans, we're sitting here like, well, you guys aren't signing anybody worthwhile. You're not doing anything to help us feel like we're getting anywhere. So, yeah, I can't. I can't support the the teams making it hard to support them when they don't play that that uh, publicity game and let us know that they're actually doing something. They're attempting to do something, even if the other side doesn't want to play ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you needed to come out and say, at least if the players are going to come out and say, well, that that offer wasn't salting. I I I didn't even want to counter there. It didn't make sense for me to counter offer because this is how much they were going to offer me. And my agent and my representatives are thinking that I can get X amount of dollars on the free agent market. Yep. So that's a really low ball off. All we heard was like the, the blanket statements of it was a low ball offer. I felt insulted by the offer. Yeah. Um, and for then... Javi, I, but kind of circling back to Javi, I, I don't think Detroit was the right place for him to go. That is a big ballpark. And money-wise, yeah, money-wise, yeah, it was the right place for him to go. But home ballpark, that is a big ballpark. Yeah. And I think his his the way that he plays the games, I think a lot of those booming home runs that might have gone out of Wrigley Field are probably going to be – he's going to have a lot of warning track power or he might have to adjust his game to be hitting more line drives and using the speed that he has right now to have doubles and maybe trying to get triples. And I don't know if his game is built for that. So I don't even know if Detroit's going to be happy with this contract in a couple of years. I, I would disagree. A big ballpark, a big ballpark means that if he gets it into a gap, he has that much extra room to use his speed. His number one weapon is his speed, right? Or his 
aggressive improv aggressive running aggressive running aggressive speed yes. and tactics if you will so if he uses those aggressive speed and tactics in order to make it work the extra space for the ball to go makes for extra room for him to get those to stretch those doubles into triples and and all that extra stuff i'm i think it's great for him um okay um, other big sightings, which you probably won't go too much into because they're not former Cubs. Uh, Corey Seager is, uh, took the money and ran with it. Oh, He's yes. going to be the shortstop, uh, for the Texas Rangers. Max Scherzer is going to go to the big apple. Yeah. That, uh, Mets team got, that, that makes that Mets team even scarier. They were, they were good to begin with and, uh, they've just gotten better, better with him signing. Yeah. So th- they basically swapped in Scherzer. Um, because to take the rotation spot of Noah Syndergaard or Marcus Stroman, who they lost. Yep. Uh, Cy Young winner Robbie Ray is going to go out to the Pacific Northwest as he's going to be the number one starter for the Mariners now. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Simeon is going to join um, Seager and Texas. Kevin Grauman is uh, going to take Robbie Ray's spot in Toronto as their ace, as he's going to go up there. Uh, Twins fans got some good news as Brandon Buxton signed a big contract extension. And it looks like the Rays are going to take a chance on Corey Kluber. That actually seems like a a good spot for him. Um, Yeah. Him not having to go more than twice through a rotation... Give him a little bit of rest. That, that'll help protect him from the injuries that he's been known for in the past. And he'll get to grow his beard back. And he can grow his beard back. Yeah. And uh, the Mets also signed Starling Marte, probably the best uh, outfielder, I think. One of the better outfielders in the free agent market. And former Cub. And, yeah. No, no Starling Marte never played for the Cubs. He played a lot of games at Wrigley Field being a pirate, but he never played oh, for the Cubs. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it. And uh, the Rays did maybe a made a big financial commitment to prospect Wander Franco. Wow. Okay. Eighty five hundred eighty five million dollars deal wow. for a kid that has only played half a year. So that's wow. really all the big free agent signings that we have to kind of report on. Um, Let us know, do, Rich. Give us the rundown on what's going on with Cleveland. And the roller derby team. We know that they reached an agreement, so the the Cleveland Guardians are officially the Cleveland Guardians uh, now. Yes, they reached an agreement on an undisclosed amount that is going to allow both teams to have the name. Okay. They did not. They did not announce in the stories that I looked into that I've had. The story that I've had on our outline for, what, three, maybe even three weeks now that we just haven't gotten around to, they did not discuss the financial terms. It just said that they reached an agreement that will allow both teams to use the name, Um, which I think think is fair. No, I totally think it's fair. I just think that somebody screwed up in the Cleveland baseball team organization to not have done their homework enough to find – that there is a Cleveland Guardians roller derby team and not have had this cleared up well before they even announced that this is the name you're going to go with. That's a fail. Okay. Big news. The biggest news that come out this week for Major League Baseball 
It's not any of the free agency signings. It's not even that Cleveland is officially the Guardians and they have a website and all that stuff. It's that the MLB owners have locked out and announced they are no longer going to engage in uh, negotiations for signings with free agents and is officially locked out. We have no baseball activity happening uh, Mm -hmm. as the owners lock out the players. Um, Ooh, man. Lots of stuff on this. Um, Yeah. Expected 100%. Is this what baseball needs? Not at all. Yeah, but they, I mean, I, I wouldn't have locked the players out at this point. Nope. Keep the keep the keep going back and forth. Keep going. Keep playing the publicity game of saying that. Well, we're, we're in active talks with the players' union. Yep. We're still going to negotiate with them and get this worked out. We're not going to lock out the players because we're negotiating in good faith with them. Yeah. But to just say nope, lockout, lockout will. We'll talk with you when you want to when you want to play when you want to play our game. Yeah, is a little bit ridiculous, and um, it goes back to kinda... what happened last year with the COVID uh, arguments when they were negotiating what COVID was going to look like and what the player like that negotiation got ugly and uncalled for, and they're playing the same game with this current lack of a contract. I'm not okay with it. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like it either. Rich, you, you just you, went you got... through a strike with John Deere. Now, it's a little bit different because you you guys were employ you you as a non uh, union member, not because you don't want to be, just because you're not you're not in a position in a job. That requires a union membership. Um, you still had to work every day. Yet other people yep. that were doing jobs that are done by union members—not scabs, by the way—but play people who are staffers that had to go pick parts. It's the public game. What goes out over public? is what wins this. The owners locking out the players is a bad look. Because now, so so the, the concept that it's the owners locking out the players is that the owners are flexing their muscle to say, we have the power. But in the public, what does it do? It makes them look bad. Yeah. You have to understand these negotiations are a public negotiation. So if you're going to make this a public fight, as an owner, you just put you started it out in a bad way. Yeah, if the players strike, it's I think it's technically worse if you wait until spring training and the players say we're not showing up, we're on strike because we don't have a contract. That's actually worse for baseball. Um, I think it's better for baseball that they are taking the time to try to do it now as opposed to wait until whenever. But, man, this looks bad. In yeah. some of their negotiations, Rich, it appears like you have some of the negotiating points, some of the things that are expected to be 
in the new contract in changes for 2022. Would you like or at least to... what what they're proposing? Correct. Would you like to read some of those off? Um, sure. Um, I know one of them is an expanded playoffs. Yeah. They want to have 14 teams. The team with the best record gets a bye. Okay. The division winners and the the division winners get to pick their wild card opponent in the wild card game. Ooh. Well, so does it go based off who's number one, number two, number three? Like you get so, ranked. So let's so um like this. Um, this okay, is... so the team with the second best record gets to pick would get to choose one of the three wild card teams. Okay. I'm okay with that. And then the team with the third best record gets to choose the two from the two remaining teams. I think that actually sounds like a lot more fun. That puts some fun back teams, in baseball. And, yeah. And then the two teams not selected, the two wild card winners not selected, play each other. Uh, okay. I I'm okay all with three that. Game, yeah, all three games are at the we are at the team's um home ballpark. Okay. I'm I like that. That sounds like fun. Let's do it. What's the next thing we got? Um, I know the biggest one right now that I know about. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's take a moment of silence to for the difference between the American and the National League, as it's being expect one of the things expected to be to happen is a universal DH. Yep, I have heard that. Now, um, I think this is going to be a stickier subject for the players than for the league. Uh, the players always wanted this. The problem was that the players were expecting that with it that it would uh, allow for a um, an extra roster spot. But because of the way that they've seen in recent times that players are... Um, that 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 extra roster spot doesn't necessarily translate into or into a uh, a veteran getting that position as the DH. Um, you're seeing a lot more other guys getting put into that DH position. Uh, that is actually becoming a stickier point that the players don't want the universal DH is one of the things that I've heard. Mm. And that's valid because I mean, the, it, you're starting to see like the the analytical-minded front office people. Yep. Seeing that that veteran, you know, we, we don't off. we don't need to sign the veteran guy that can't play in the field anymore, but can still hold his own as the bat. The Nelson Cruzes and the David Ortizes. Well, and are, the bigger thing those is those types of position players are starting to become a thing of the past. You need a guy that one of the things that they're realizing is that speed is almost as important as your your ability to hit the long ball. And so to take out take the bat take that and make it so that you now are dealing with guys that are are you're no longer getting those veterans coming in doing that. That that hurts things a lot. So I think that's going to be a sticking point um and in fact that the players want it to go the opposite direction if anything. That they'd prefer no no DH over a universal DH. Hmm. I had not heard that, but I, th- I think if given a choice, I don't think it would go. I don't think we're going to see the DH leave. Yeah, but I'd like to at least see it stay the same. I personally, or at least maybe table this for later. 
Table it for later. So, fun fact. The Universal DH was proposed by the National League mm-hmm. first. And the American League poo-pooed it. They basically voted it down. And that the American... Or that that then six years later, the American League was like, no, we like this concept. We'll adopt it. And the National League never did. Hmm. So Interesting. Um, um, I think we end up with a universal DH. I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. I don't I, I like it. I'm, I'm the old man standing on my yard saying, don't mess with my baseball. Blah, 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 blah. But that's probably what's right. going to happen. And uh, probably to a lesser extent of what they're trying to negotiate, they're, uh, they could, a draft lottery yep. could be coming to Dra- the MLB draft where positions one through three could be determined by by a random lottery. Yep. So a team that just narrowly missed the playoffs by maybe one or two games could have a chance at getting the number one pick in the draft or picks one through three. Yep. Uh, I don't think the draft is as big of a deal in the, in baseball yeah. as it is in the NFL and except, the and the MLB. Except we've seen we've seen uh, um, organizational tanking a thing in yeah. in major league baseball for a long time and that's kind of what this is trying to fight against so it if, is. if the draft doesn't work if the draft is not great then why does why does organizational tanking work if you have a higher probability of getting multiple picks of getting a high draft pick you have a you have I think, a higher chance of getting a good player, but it still comes down to organizational development. That's There's some very honest-to-goodness truth on that. Um, I would say that a reverse lottery is the best. So the way a reverse lottery So you would say that the team that just narrowly missed the playoffs... Gets the most lottery balls. Okay. Because then, then there is incentive to play your ass off. Throughout the year. Organizational tanking will hurt you in a situation like that. I vote Hmm. for reverse lottery. Okay. It's a fair concept. That's really about the the only other thing that came out of it. I mean, the Players Association doesn't like tanking. um, Because, I mean, they want to see everybody getting a chance to sign the best players and... Not have teams and, like Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Well, they also want or, their, t- their guys to get their money. And if mm-hmm. if your organization is, is tanking, that makes you look bad as a player, which means you're not going to get the contract you deserve. So I get it. Anything else on the MLB side? Not really. More, Rich. I think a lot of I, I hope that they keep coming out with content with yes with kind of behind the scenes. Yes. Updates on what's going on. Um, I guess one thing that the, the players were mocking the lockout a little bit with Twitter. Did you hear about that? I did. And, um, but that was also based on, from my understanding, the teams also doing some stuff. Yes. If you go onto the MLB app and look up hey, what players are on the active roster, you have blank silhouettes instead of actual pictures of the players. Yep. So a lot of the players have taken to changing their Twitter profile pictures to a silhouette. Yep. 
since MLB doesn't want to acknowledge their their likeness on their properties right yeah. now. Um, you know what's not locked out though, Rich? What? MLB The Show on Xbox Live, so or on Xbox Game Pass. So I still have baseball that I'm playing. Yeah. Okay, Rich, do you see what's coming up? Um, it's you a- know what, Mike? Let Let's give this to Cleveland Guardians treatment. And save it for next week. Okay, uh, we will. We'll skip the other. T- do you want to skip the other two things then as well, and just do the one, the weekly thing that um, we have to talk about? Well, well, let's talk about the the Iowa and the Big Ten championship yeah, a little bit. They kind of maybe got in on the back door. Yes, they kind of back door back their way into that game with Wisconsin losing to Minnesota. Yep. Um, with how well I didn't watch either game. Um, but with how well Michigan did against be, finally getting that winning over Ohio State, yep. will it be a competitive game, or do you think it's going to be a Michigan blowout? Um, should it be a competitive game? No. Will it be a competitive game? Yes. I think Michigan should blow them out. I think Iowa's – I think the, the hard part is that Iowa is a little uh, underrated – and so because of their underratedness, they'll end up uh, doing better than anybody thought. Uh, I don't think they win. But if they win, this will lead right into the other story if I give it. So am I giving it or no? Um, if Michigan sure. loses, it uh-huh. could create a situation very easily that a a team that has no coach makes it into the the playoffs because who would that be Notre Dame I don't think that Notre Dame could get into the top four okay there's they, they have a coach. six they, they do have they, a coach they're six right now correct um sure they're six sorry let me use my numbers right Michigan is is four I believe Michigan loses that takes them out of the top four Cincinnati loses. That takes them. And Cincinnati won't lose their conference championship okay. game. Okay. Um, if Alabama wins, Georgia now has two losses. So I think that would put two SEC, two SEC teams. Let's assume that if, if Alabama beats Georgia, yep. that, that can easily put Alabama into the top four. Georgia stays in the top four. Yep. And you have Cincinnati, if they assuming that they win their game. Yeah. That could create so a puts... problem of who's going to be the fourth team. Right. Because Iowa is the Big Ten championship being what the hell they're, they're in the teens for their rankings now. Yeah. Michigan doesn't get in. Ohio State, no. All right. So you have the the team at number five. Michigan's at number two right now, actually. Okay, who's number five? So number five is Oklahoma State. So could you have a Big 12 champion go in there? No. Notre Dame at number six. I think Notre Dame gets it before o- Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, because I, I don't see a Pac-12 champion of Oregon jumping from 10 all the way up to 4 
and you got some other SEC teams, C teams that are in the top ten that aren't in the SEC championship game, like Old Miss. Old Miss jumping up that far either, and Ohio State wouldn't back into it. So have I convinced you? Have I convinced you that there is a direct possibility that Notre Dame makes it in to the championship? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with you now. I'm not a college football fan. Okay. So, so this is what I'm hoping for. Notre Dame, like if, let's say Cincinnati loses, they shouldn't, but let's say they do. Mm-hmm. Michigan loses. Um, Oklahoma State loses. All three of those lose. How do you not put Notre Dame in there? In that scenario, no. You you have to put you have to move Notre Dame into the number four. In you have into to into the top four. You have to. Like but I, if Michigan wins, but if Michigan wins, if Michigan wins, it's all it doesn't If everybody matter. in the top four wins, I don't think there'll be any changes. Yeah, I mean they they can't because um, Alabama and uh, Georgia, Georgia, I think, are locked. Either win or lose, they're locked. They, they're probably locked. Yeah. So it's Michigan loses, Oklahoma State loses, and Cincinnati loses. Uh, you have to put Notre Dame in. Yeah. All right. So probably more on that next week. Yep. Um, we'll talk about the coaching that, carousel in there. Coaching carousel will probably have to wait until next week. Yep. And uh, the news, uh, the news in a brief NASCAR corner. NASCAR corner will wait till next week as well. But first, spoiler alert, spoiler spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about the Masked Singer, hang up now. Turn us off. It's going to be, you need to stop. Okay, here we go. Rich, this week, the Masked Singer, we saw the final two in Group A compete. We saw the Skunk versus the Bull. Mm -hmm. Man, they both had great, both of their, all of their, both of their performances for both people. All four of those performances Mm -hmm. were amazing. Um, That probably was one of the best episodes of the mass singer yeah that i have seen oh yeah both neither of those guys deserve to go on my feelings watching the episode before they gave who was gonna have to go home was that hey can we just send home the heart and the banana split yeah and take these two to the finals and let them perform again 100 percent agree um so the skunk went home yeah. Biggie got to watch his wife from heaven mm-hmm. make it to the uh, what should have should have been the finals of the Mass Singer. Yeah, I, I I I totally agree with either of those performing. I mean, I don't think if the skunk went to the finals, she was probably going to beat. Uh, she would easily. I think she would easily beat either of the uh, either the the Queen of Hearts or the Banana Split. Totally agree. So. It was great. Um, I, I'm intrigued by what's going to happen next week, um, and that is conversation for next week. Rich, you know what it's time to do? Is it time to roll the outro? It's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts Mike and Rich. 